Picture this, you're sitting down to watch a live poetry performance. The first poet takes the stage, and as they begin to read, they're accompanied by a live jazz band. If this sounds intriguing, well, you're in luck. International Jazz Poetry Month returns to Pittsburgh on May 2nd. The festival features more than 50 artists, including local jazz icons and poets from Algeria, Cuba, Sudan, and Ukraine. Tickets to watch online or in person at City of Asylum's home on the north side are free. Get yours at cityofasylum.org before they're gone. Today on CityCast Pittsburgh, put on your dancing shoes, we're going out. But we're not going to a rave or clubbing tonight. We're learning some new steps across the city and maybe picking up a new hobby on the way. It's Tuesday, January 16th. I'm Mary Lee Williams, and here's what Pittsburgh is talking about. I'm here with Ken Ho, an instructor at 412 Step. Hi, Ken. Hi, Mary Lee. And I'm also here with Yubin Kim, an instructor with Pittsburgh West Coast Swing. Hi, Yubin. Hello. Ken, you do line dancing and Yubin, you do West Coast Swing. Can each of you describe what the vibe is like at one of these dances? So, Ken, we'll start with you. Yeah. So, um, I'm with 412 Step. Uh, we're a line dancing and partner dancing organization uh, founded in the LGBTQ space. And we do a lot of two-stepping and waltzing in terms of partner dance, as well as both country line dancing, as well as line dancing to just contemporary music. We're at a place called Belvedere's Ultra Dive every uh, Wednesday from about 6.30 to after 9. Um, it goes until it goes. And uh, we we start playing the music. People start to arrive. We do a couple lessons. And then the rest of the evening, it's sort of like people know some dances. There's a very kind of social atmosphere where people are just, you know, talking to each other, having a drink or what have you. But then like a song comes on that they want to dance to and they're right on the dance floor. And usually after a certain time, the dance floor is always going. And then there's people on the side talking and it's, it's a lot of fun. It's every Wednesday and it's a reason we look forward to Wednesday. It can get a little rowdy, but if you don't want to dance, you don't feel like a ton of pressure. Yeah, that that's true. Um, though I think as part of it's sort of almost more of a kind of a tradition when a partner dance comes on, a lot of people who are more experienced in dancing will kind of go out and look for people who they either don't recognize or who, you know, might be standing in the corner to try to engage them. And I think that's part of what sort of sustains this is trying to kind of always grow an interest in dancing. And I'm guessing there's some like really hot 90s country playing. There is hot everything country, I feel like. <laughs> I have learned to love country after joining this group. And so you've been, you do West Coast Swing, which like, I, I'm guessing like when I think about swing dance, I think like big band. Is, is that what's the vibe like there? Right. Uh, so West Coast Swing is a little bit different. You may have seen it on TikTok and Instagram. It's it's blown up on social media these days. Uh, it's a swing dance, but it's dance to popular music that you hear on the radio. So 
you know, whatever is top 40 is what we dance to. I think that's why it's becoming more popular. It's a super fun dance at our dances. Uh, you show up 7 p.m. We dance at currently a yoga studio called Joy Movement in Bellevue. Um, we have lessons from 7 to 8. So uh, there's like an intermediate class and also a beginner class. Uh, if you're brand new, never done dancing before, you don't need to bring a partner. Uh, just show up. And after that, uh, we have about um, an hour and a half of social dancing. So that's time when people in the room uh, dance with everybody else. The community is very friendly. If you're new, people will specifically seek out to go find you to dance with. I would say like we get like 30, 40 people a night these days. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's we need a bigger space, actually. We're, we're growing very quickly. So come come join the movement. And so this is like you guys do it like once a week? Yes, every Tuesday. So Tuesday and Wednesday, your dance cards are very full, clearly. Yes, I actually go to four and two step occasionally as well. It's a lot of fun over there. And Ken, you need to. You need to come back to West Coast Swing on Tuesdays. That's true. I've been to West Coast Swing a couple of times. I, I think I'm more I'm still kind of shy because I feel like West Coast Swing is is so amazing. <laughs> and it's also <laughs> challenging and I, I don't live up. Oh, don't listen to Ken. He's great. <laughs> I mean, I actually have seen Ken doing line dancing. I saw it happen at Spirit. And I will say I you can you can really bust it to some <laughs> Shania Twain in particular. Thank you. That's very kind. So I'm kind of blown away that West Coast Swing happens to top 40 music. I, I honestly had no idea. And so I guess the idea is like in West Coast Swing, similar to line dancing, you kind of learn the steps and then they're just applied. This is different. So in West Coast Swing, you learn your basic patterns, but uh, it's a lead and follow dance. So it's improvised in the moment to what the partnership feels, what the leader and follower feels and what the music is saying. So there is a leader role, the person who's kind of creating the structure of the dance, and there's a follower role, the person who is filling in the details. It feels like a conversation. Oh, cool. That's really interesting. So this is the kind of dance you guys do. You guys are both instructors, but you started, I assume, at a place where you didn't know anything about this. So Ken, when did you get into line dancing? Because some people might be like, oh, yeah, I have this really great hobby. I sew, I sew, like, but then you're like, oh, my really, my hobby I do, I line dance. Yeah, so so the group was actually founded about five years ago by by a guy named Bill Blancet, um, who still dances with us. And uh, and it was, I, I sort of joined maybe about a year in, and it just was, it just seemed like so much fun. And I think when people dance and you can tell they're having a good time, that's sort of, that's sort of what drew me in. And uh, um, and so started to do these line dances. Never thought I would end up where I am right now. And, you know, we were growing and then the pandemic hit and everything sort of shut down. And I think that was a big loss. But for some of us, we would get together in our little quarantine groups and like line dance in the garage. And that sort of kept it alive. And I think we were always looking forward to a day where we could do this again, which is obviously now. But afterwards, I think I became involved in, in the leadership more and more and sort of it, we had to grow a little bit, but I think we're there and we're growing and it's, you know, it's really exciting to say that we've come all this way. And so, yeah, that's kind of how I got into line dancing. It, it's meant a lot of different things to me and I, I, I consider it a really important part of my life. And you, Ben, you as well. How did you get into West Coast Swing? Right. So uh, I'm a software engineer by training. I made a pros and cons list. <laughs> 
<laughs> right. I so I started dancing as an adult. You know, I've never done anything movement related in my entire life before. Again, I was a computer nerd. It's, so this was around 2015, 2016. I was like, I have never tried dancing. I want to learn how to dance. So I went and looked up a bunch of different social dancing styles like salsa, bachata, you know, East Coast Swing, Lindy Hop. Made a list and said, okay, what are the pros and cons of learning each dance? And for West Coast Swing, the pros were that, you know, you get to dance to popular music, what we listen to. So I looked up West Coast Swing in Pittsburgh and started dancing there and never looked back since. I mean, like, I kind of want to see that list because there's a lot of places and types of dance you can do in Pittsburgh. I was kind of surprised when I started looking at, at how much there is that's out there. Yeah, we have a really robust social dancing scene, especially for the size of the city. There's so much dancing. It's great. Do you like to dance? Look at beautiful art. Eat gourmet snacks, people watch. We'll mark your calendars for Friday, June 7th for one of my favorite parties in Pittsburgh. It's Mattress Factory's 25th Garden Party. The theme this year is make-believe, and it's all to celebrate and support the creatives in our community. There's going to be live music, an open bar, an art auction, and probably my favorite, the costume contest. Trust me, I will be judging yins, and so will everyone else there. Be playful, be imaginative, explore your magical realm, because this is a theme party. You want to come dressed to impress. You must be 21 and up to attend, and rest assured, every dollar raised goes directly towards supporting the museum, its art, its education, and all of its community outreach initiatives. Get your tickets now to the 25th Mattress Factory Garden Party. They are in our show notes and online at mattress.org. Now kind of getting into someone's listening, they think these dances sound really cool. This sounds like something I really want to get into. What can people expect as a beginner? Do they need to do anything ahead of time to learn any steps? Is there is there anything that a beginner needs to do to kind of get in on the dance floor? Yubin? Uh For us, really just show up. That's all you need to do. I, I, I would recommend not wearing really grippy shoes because you want to move just a little bit. You don't need a partner. You don't need to have ever danced before. Like, that was me. I haven't danced before, hadn't done anything before showing up. It's really the same. The shoes are the same. You want something that isn't going to make you stick to the floor. And, and usually, I think people are very, they tend to get very nervous because like, oh, I don't dance well and these people know what they're doing. But the reality is we just want people to have a good time. And so... People just love it that you're there. Yes. Um, and and a lot of times people will just sort of teach you steps on the fly. You know, on some some nights we actually do more formal lessons. But you know, if anyone were to ask me there, I would just do kind of a side lesson of the basic steps. And that's actually that's all you need to know. And you just build on that. Can I just show up, or do I need to pay any costs or anything? West Coast Swing. If you're a beginner, your first time in is free. So. You know, we we get you in, then we hook you, right? That's how it works. Um, <laughs> afterwards, if you're a student, it's $10. If you are not a student, $12. 
and Ken? Yeah, for our Wednesday dances, they are free. Um, there's no cover. We do sometimes have what we call like hoedowns or kind of events outside of the Wednesdays on weekends or what have you, uh, sometimes even with live music. And for those, because of all the work, everything that goes into planning them, we do charge a uh, $10 uh, cover. Ken, you said 412 Step was kind of started in the LGBT community. So what makes line dancing so great to kind of have in the queer space and to kind of open up dancing to the queer community in Pittsburgh? If you look at partner dancing, the traditional kind of paradigm has been like male lead, female follow. And so if like two men dance with each other or two women dance with each other, I think there are sometimes in you know, certain dance communities that might not be looked on as favorably. And I think this is where some of the LGBTQ plus centered dance organizations kind of arose from that. But when I think about line dancing, you're just sort of dancing with a bunch of people in a grid pattern. But we do it, I think, to have to kind of create a space for people who are of the community, but also to be able to integrate that with, you know, the community at large, too. So there's nothing, you know, you don't have to be a member of the LGBTQ community to dance with us. And then you've been I know that West Coast Swing is is a partner dance, but can anybody partner with anyone at West Coast Swing? Yeah, absolutely. As Ken said, I would say like very traditionally, it has been gendered and roles. Uh, the community locally and globally has done a lot of work to try to break down those barriers. Um, so, for example, I myself both lead and follow. I compete in both roles. And it's very common in our dances for people to both lead and follow, for men to dance with men, for uh, women to dance with women for non-binary folks to dance with everybody else, mm -hmm. whoever you are, whether you want to lead or follow, I, you're welcome at West Coast Wine. You know, if somebody's listening to this and maybe they have gone clubbing before or they've gone to like some DJ nights in town and they're thinking, well, you know, I go out why, why, and I like dancing, but why would I try this dancing? Why, why would I kind of want to, you know, explore this so do you style. want to see my pros and cons list? Is that what you're saying, Mary Lee? <laughs> I'm actually, that's all I want. All I want is the pro and con list. So why should they explore new styles? Like, what does it bring to the table? Um, I think with line dancing, you can, there's different levels of dances. They're kind of rated from beginner to what's called improver level to intermediate to advanced levels. And, you know, of course, you don't start with an advanced dance, but, you know, you get better and you start to kind of embrace these like more challenge, these challenges. And I think being able to do that is at least something in this particular space that I find particularly appealing. And it's the same thing with two-stepping or partner dancing. You get better, you learn more tricks, and, and it becomes a more exciting experience for both people who are partner dancing as you go along and as you, you know, improve. Partner dancing is special because it feels like a conversation with a person to the music. So I did love club dancing when I was in my 20s, right before I learned mm -hmm. West Coast Swing. But since then, I haven't gone really back to club dancing because it's hard to compare those like magical moments that happen on the dance floor with another partner. And again, it's a it's a community. You get to meet new people. And West Coast Swing right now is just small enough that if you go to a new city and you're a West Coast Swing dancer, you automatically have like 40 friends there, right? It's, <laughs> it's pretty great, but it's big enough that there is West Coast Swing in most big cities. So yeah, you get to be a part of uh, a new family. So 
we know where to find you guys physically if we show up. But if we want to find you virtually, can you tell me, do you guys have websites, Instagrams? Where where can we find out more if we want to uh, get our groove on, I guess? <laughs> so we have a website, uh, pghwcs.com. Very simple website. Just tells us tells you where to find the dance. Most of our communication actually is through Facebook. There's a link to the Facebook group. I also, I can link a link tree to Pittsburgh underscore WCS. And that has a list of uh, more West Coast Swing dancing groups around Pittsburgh. Cool. And and Ken, where can we find 412 Step? Yeah, so uh, we also have a website. It's www.412step.com. We have a, a pretty active Instagram feed, which is run by uh, another organizer named Shane. And I love his stories. He's he's always posting, and I'm sort of addicted to our Instagram feed. And um, and we also have a Facebook page as well. So I think those are kind of like where we primarily exist in social media. I mean, it's usually pretty easy to find us. Cool. And then a uh, parting thing. Can you tell me your favorite move in your respective dances? I would say my favorite uh, basic West Coast Swing pattern is the Sugar Push. It's a pattern led in compression and it offers a lot of opportunity to explore both for the leader and the follower. Cool. The Sugar Push. I like that. Ken? Yeah. You know, I actually don't know what it's called, but you can describe it. We have a dance called Walk the Line. And at some point you sort of, uh, people oftentimes will sort of launch sideways and kind of click their heels. It's kind of like that dance from the, or that the... <laughs> You'll click from the Wizard of Oz, but a lot of us just throw ourselves in the air, click our heels, and then kind of come down. And it looks actually quite spectacular. It's very impressive. I've seen this. The second I'm off this call, I'm trying it out. Hopefully I don't break a bone. <laughs> Ken Ho, an instructor with 412 Step, and Yubin Kim, also an instructor with Pittsburgh West Coast Swing. Thank y'all so much for talking with me today. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having us. Come dancing with us. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell a friend? Also, we're planning a roundup of all the places to dance in Pittsburgh. So make sure you're subscribed to our Hey Pittsburgh newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Talk to you later. We just did an interview with Colin Williams at City Paper about what happened to the nightclub scene in Pittsburgh. And I wanted to start by finding out, are either of you guys like into clubbing, you know, like going out to a bar and kind of like, like, unts, unts, unts? You know, kind of, yes. It's been a little while since I've been out, but yes.